0: It's
1: time for the spoiler cast theme song! Doo, doo,
2: doo, doo. Spoilers! <laughs> I like how my voice actually was cracking that entire uh-huh. time. Yeah. Was like, uh-huh. was, I can't do it. That was good, Andrew. You almost had it.
3: Uh, I can do it. That's
2: so good. Performance nice. anxiety. Wow! Do you want to hear mine?
3: Yeah, go for it.
1: It's like a toddler
3: Darth
2: Vader. <laughs> it's pathetic.
1: It's the best spoiler theme song ever. That was just, that was amazing. Uh, yep, spoiler time. We're gonna talk spoilers on uh, Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek Beyond. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie yeah. about about space shipping. <laughs> Trucks. Space, space shipping. Space shipping. Star Trek. Uh, but before great series. we do
2: Star Trek on the spoilers, the truck? can we talk a little bit about? Um, the Netflix series first because I will, since you guys have all seen Star Trek, I'll step out. Because uh-huh. I don't want to be spoiled on Star Trek just yet.
1: That's true. That's a great point. And if we are going to talk spoilers, we're only going to talk them through episode three, right? Because I don't want to be spoiled on Stranger Things. That's right. And I don't want to spoil them for you. So that's right. right. So I don't know about Sean.
2: Maybe we just skip the spoilers for Stranger I Things. I think we skip the say, Stranger Things spoilers. It's important that you go watch this series. Yeah. If I you listen to a- the show proper, you already know we're all passionate about it. Go watch it and then... Maybe after we finish the series, right. we can release something else where we're all talking about it.
1: Yeah, that's, that's
2: a possibility. I'll, I'll
4: spoil this for you. It is one of the single best uh, examples of episodic content released for binge watching ever, ever. It is
1: amazing. Spoiler alert, you're going to want to keep watching them.
2: Crack is real. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Honestly, I think besides, Tell crack. besides um, uh, making a
1: murderer, this is the most addictive show I've seen. That's interesting. You mentioned making a murderer because when I was thinking, when I was it's coming back getting yep, season into- two. Yeah, it is. It's weird that 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 uh, a true doc like that would come back. But um, when I was watching Night of, it reminded me of like making a murderer and serial and like all these kind of like. You know, find all the details. Are they innocent? Kind of true life things that have come out, but it's fiction. So it's it's really interesting. Yeah. Well, today, so you're gonna you're gonna think take I'm off. I am actually
2: gonna take Aww. off.
1: everybody say goodbye to today. Bye, today. Bye. Bye, Appreciate Bye, Danae. you all, uh,
2: Sean. I know this is not really on topic, but seriously, I am the only person in this room that doesn't have one of your um, stamped supercomputers, <laughs> and I'm yes. I am very aware that I am the only one. Star so I'm gonna have to rectify that. We need to fix that. I know. We really we need to do. fix that. I have a challenge for you. I want it to be something that can have a removable laptop feature. (laughs) So just be thinking it's going to have to have some kind of a hub so that I can be mobile, too. I want to be able to plug in the laptop and then do other things while also gaming and video and all kinds of stuff. It's going to be Mm. kind of like the creature in Stranger Things on the wall, but with with like I want it to just be this huge, like living thing on the wall.
3: Oh, okay.
2: Wow. Yeah, it's going to be wow. awesome. That
1: sounds so, like a so plan. So get on it, Sean. I, I have 10 I have, I have <laughs> you $10. You have your directive now, Sean. I have
2: $10 <laughs> right now, so it might take a minute. But it was nice having a chat with you guys. I'll see you guys later. Yay. Bye, today.
1: Well, let's talk Star some spoilers Trek. for Star Trek Beyond, guys. Beyond. Now it's just the boys' club. Yeah. Um, how do you want to start this? you want to just kind of talk about uh, you know, what's important to you, kind of what stood out to you? You know, as we go through the movie, you know, what were some of the scenes that, you know, we couldn't talk about when we were talking about the regular thing in the podcast proper? Um, I think I mentioned the sabotage scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We definitely want to get to that. Let's kind of give a little more depth on the plot first, and then we'll kind of get to those specifics. Basically, we're dealing with um, Kirk and the crew find a uh, is it a distress call
3: so they go to the in? knockoff citadel for mass effect okay and um <laughs> which yeah. is a
1: space station called what <laughs> do you remember what that sp- the space station is called um uh yes um it's uh oh harbor, now i just
4: lost har- harbor or start to no. start with an h
1: I don't remember. No, start.
3: This is a brilliant way to start off the spoiler cast. Mm-hmm. Yes. So do you want to just say they, they go to the big space station? Yeah. So they okay. go to the
1: big space station. There's some sort of distress call that comes in, and they're like, okay. There was an escape pod that was coming
3: in, Right. and uh, the alien on board said, help, my ship crashed on this planet. It's on the other side of this nebulous.
1: So Kirk and the crew go to see what's going on they get through the nebulous and they get to this place and it's a setup it's an attack yeah and this you know crazy species and i talked a little bit about how i love the war mechanics of kind of this world and this species the high uh, yeah yorktown Yorktown was the name of space space station uh Uh, yeah very hive-like very bee-like they're even called the bees and they Mm. the way they attack ships is not just kamikaze but it's kamikaze madness like it's they just send their ships hurtling into you know key points of the ship and cutting them in half and it's just that's how they board ships is they sting them and then the stinger opens and all of a sudden they're inside yeah it's pretty impressive stuff so that was probably my favorite thing about the movie yeah
3: was the hive ships and how they literally they they destroy the
1: enterprise it's yeah. gone it's gone yeah to pieces yeah and crash it on this planet which apparently they've been doing for Years and years with different ships. And so there are all these different ships. They're different, you know, beings that have survived. But apparently this, you know, creature who is... crawl, crawl, who's, you know, organizing the hive or whatever, um, you know, he feeds off of the life energy of other people to, you know, kind of feed his own...
3: Do you want to talk about that spoiler real
1: quick? Do you just just give it away right now? Yeah. Yeah, sure, go ahead. He's a human. Yeah.
3: He's a human, but... He's been alive so long that he doesn't look human anymore until the end of the movie when he decides he wants to look human again. Oh, I
1: thought he took off his armor. That was my understanding. No, no
4: he No, if you he, he hold on, we we're, we're he absorbs life sources through this, this tech that he's got from yeah. these aliens. Yeah. And as he as he absorbs life energy from other things, his he actually morphs. He yeah. changes. And so he actually physically like transforms.
1: Yeah. So was it that he just hadn't, like, morphed in a while is why he looked more human at the end? Yeah. Oh, okay. As he
4: absorbed more and more energy with this new weapon that he got, with as he absorbed more energy from the, the uh, Enterprise crew members that he had captured... Like, there's that scene where Zoe Saldana, um, Uhura, and uh, Sulu are in there, Mm -hmm. and he's telling them how powerless they are, and their unity is worthless, and he's got two uh, crew members hanging from their feet, and he... Red coats, he grabs their necks together, and he starts sucking energy from them, and you see him morphing right there in that scene. Yeah. So he loses that big, weird cranial thing he's got, and he gets a more smooth head oh, as he transforms. Oh,
1: so, so he is taking on the characteristics of whoever he is drawing life from, and right. so that's why Humanity he became more human, because of the last few people who he had drawn exactly. life from were human. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah.
4: And, you'll, and what's left of them is sort of like a dead shell that looks old and yeah, yeah, shriveled. Yeah, yeah. When I actually kind of like so. that.
1: That's actually kind of smart.
3: I, it's I, pretty cool. I didn't buy into it. I thought it was a knockoff. Well, I
1: didn't even understand it, but <laughs> but, but yeah, but now that I do, I, I you know it makes sense at least to me. So um,
3: I think that's the big reveal is that he's actually human and he's been alive for thousands of years. Well, not
1: only human, a pilot in the Federation and crash landed there. And the reason he's so ticked at the Federation and wants to take them down never is him. because they never came to save him. And, uh, and so he's got this, you know, vendetta against them. And so his ship, his original ship, the Franklin, I believe it was the USS Franklin is there on the planet as well. So everybody's crashed there on the planet. A lot of the planet stuff involves them trying to get to his base, save their people. Then they get this U S Franklin working, uh, this old ship working. We're skipping
3: uh, skipping over. We're introduced to a new character, Jayla, Mm -hmm. who is also a survivor from a different crash on that ship. And something that really uh, I didn't like about her storyline, there was no conclusion. Like her father was murdered, and then she fights the guy who murdered her father, but she doesn't kill him. That guy never dies. Oh
4: yeah, no resolution so to that. There's at no all.
3: resolution to her character. Like that whole thing about her dad was pointless because mm-hmm. I totally overlooked. And yeah, totally... it's
1: a, it's a definitely a drop, uh, yeah. drop plot point for sure. No, I totally agree with that. Um so so yes yeah, so we're introduced to this new character who I like the character yeah but she, she doesn't some
3: seem... cool uh like uh, traps technology and stuff yeah and yeah the yeah. traps and the technology that can make three of her mm-hmm. or multiple versions of her that was super cool Yeah she does a lot of stuff All with her
0: holograms with holograms
3: yeah.
1: and yeah. that kind of stuff her yes. hologram stuff is really cool She's also been living in the USS Franklin Yeah, uh, that's yes, her home and she's really been cool. um you know using her holograms to keep it hidden those kind of things um, and I love her traps and her traps come into play with how they end up, you know, getting into the base. And, uh, you know, when there's, um, you know, several different versions of Kirk riding a motorcycle around <sighs> the area, which is Andrew's favorite scene. Yeah. Refer to podcast proper. Yeah. For Andrew's rant.
3: <laughs> and uh, what was another thing? From... OK, so the reason why Crawl uh, Idris Elba's character, is crashing all these ships and particularly the Enterprise, is he's gathering information from the ships, but the reason he crashes the Enterprise is he finds out from their logs they have the other half of this ancient weapon, mm-hmm. which is a weapon we've seen in how many movies now—the Black Fog that just kills people. Yeah, we've seen that in a trillion different movies, mm-hmm. and I figured I thought they could have come up with something a lot
1: more. Yeah, than the that. the
4: generic end end game weapon of all uh, the universe. That's been I'm gonna used tell you something. I'm yeah.
1: gonna tell you something right now. I am done. I guess I'm I'm kind of done with the uh, the feeling of oh, been there, done that, seen that before. I've kind of got like complete grace on that anymore when I see movies, just because there's so many. Mo- did Sean, do we lose you, Sean? No, 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 no. Okay. Oh wow, that was weird. There's there,
4: w- there was a noise and I muted it. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. right.
1: It's like it's like you were gone. Um, so we've seen the black fog got him. The black <laughs> fog got Sean. Uh, no, I give I give grace anymore because, you know, obviously we live in such a storytelling world now with movies and TV. It's you know, stuff has been seen before. I'm almost to the yeah. place where it's like I forgive a show or a TV show or a movie or whatever when I've seen something before. But anymore, when I see something new, I give it mega props. Like, if there's something that comes along where okay. it's, like, absolutely something that I can't think of somewhere, I've seen it before, then it, like, steps up another, another level. But I'm kind of done taking stuff down for repeating stuff. I get that. I haven't got there yet. Yeah, I, I just I just feel like, you know, it's like songs. Like, every melody has been sung. It's just, you know, appropriating them in a new form, yeah. you know? So it's, it's, you know, I don't know. That's just kind of where I've gotten you know, that's to. That's
4: actually a really positive way to look at it. Uh, actually, Aaron, it speaks a lot to your personality. Cause I do still tear things down when they reuse, reuse tropes that have been used a billion times, but you made a valid point that so much stuff, like nothing new under the sun, so much stuff has been used. There's going to be, there's going to be this capacity out there for things to be repeated, you know, or used over no matter what you do. Um, and so it's better to just kind of be excited about the the people who can reinvent or do something new or create, you know, and give them props for that. So I get that. I or, understand that.
1: Or if you do it with excellence, you know, then then even better. I mean, you think of how much props we gave Stranger Things for the things that it did that have been done before. You know, I mean, That's it so is so true. You know, we we just got through praising a show for doing things that have been done before. But it does them in such a unique and fun way that I think we we give that grace. So, yes, you're absolutely right to bring up the fact that this, you know, black ooze that destroys people is something we've seen in other movies. And they're not necessarily doing it in any kind of necessarily creative or unique way. So for me, I just go, meh, forget that part. But, you know, see other things. So I don't take a lot of points away for that kind of stuff anymore. But but that's just I mean, that's just kind of. And I think I'm just kind of coming to that realization as to why that stuff doesn't bother me as much. I think it started with me with with Avatar. I really enjoyed Avatar, and it got so much flack for being, you know, dances with, dances wolves. with wolves or Fern Gully or you know whatever. And I just at that point I was just like, yeah, but what an amazing movie, you know? Like, yeah. So uh, it's just you know, I, since then I've I've kind of been sensitive to that. I think a little bit, but I still I think you're absolutely right. I don't deny the point yeah. for sure
3: so after they get the uss franklin going again they chase after uh crawl and uh, all of his hive mind that are heading to knock off citadel yorktown and they're going to release that uh the new super weapon to kill this giant planet-sized space station mm-hmm. i will say this yorktown it is yorktown right yeah i think that's yes, what we decided yorktown. so yep. The design of that, yes, it is very Citadel-like, but, oh, man, that place looked awesome. Yeah, it was gorgeous. The, the water effects, like how it's just, you know, a, sh- a stream floating on nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, the way they worked with gravity was amazing. I, I really like yeah. That was one of the highlights for me. Yeah. So, the way, the, my least favorite thing about the entire movie is the destruction of the hive, which is what's referred to as the sabotage scene. Mm-hmm. The Beastie Boys song, they say... We okay, so they all communicate over uh, UHF, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. let's just uh, uh, play some music, and it's going to disrupt their uh, uh, ships, and they'll all crash into each other. But
1: but why do they all just blow up? Like I don't understand.
3: Yeah. It's like it's yeah. I, it's so dumb. Oh man, it was so dumb. And then yes. the Franklin's riding the wave of exploding hive ships and all that (laughs) songs playing
4: like they're surfing like they're surfing oh man i hated
3: that scene so much
1: yeah i'm i'm with you on the ridiculousness of that i did in i'm sitting there in the theater i'm going i don't i don't understand like i've seen systems be confused they don't explode they just look confused like I, i don't understand why it's exploding
4: if they took a mechanic like uh, they showed a, a quick four-second scene where they showed the music's impact inside each of the ships where it fried circuitry or something, and then the ships would crash together, I could, I could put that in my mind and go, okay, I see what's happening. But for literally millions of these things to just implode or just turn into dust uh, in a fiery explosion because music is blaring, uh, it, it completely takes you out of the experience. The only way that works is... Is if you were playing Coldplay or Nickelback, <laughs> and then I then I not understand. It anymore. <laughs> I can understand something self-destructing, yeah. but <laughs> I mean, it's just I was like, "What?" And however, the graphical effect, the the visual effect of the planet tuning into the frequency and then broadcasting it and watching everything explode outside and getting to cool. see that from the. That was really pretty effect. The it way looks it was amazing. It's just still above. ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but dang, does it look cool. Yeah. And I think that's Justin Lin's intent <laughs> to line a whole that's bunch right. of stuff it's, in this movie. True. That's so, a fair point. I don't know it's if ludicrous, but man, Lin- does
1: it look cool. Hey, can I just say something? I mean, I get Nickelback, but come on, Coldplay? I mean, some of us like Coldplay. <laughs> All right, so, uh, I, I know, like
4: some Coldplay <laughs> stuff. I don't
1: know if you guys know this. The
3: song Sabotage, that was actually in the first Star Trek movie. not the Yes, first. it was. But yeah, the first of this trilogy, oh, whenever, really? whenever he was a kid and he stole his uh, stepdad's yep. car and he drove it off the cliff. Oh, was, is that yeah. why he made that reference in the movie?
1: Yeah. Where he was like, yeah. good choice. Yeah. yeah.
3: Because whenever he was a kid and he crashed his dad's car off of the cliff, he That's was, the playing, song he was playing. playing
1: on the radio. Oh, nice. I actually like that. That's kind of a nice little callback. And I like how they say, is this classical music?
4: <laughs> that was great. It does, yeah. sound,
1: does indeed sound like I it is. I believe it is. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing! So yeah, so every everybody crashes, but of course the leader still survives because you yeah. know for whatever reason his doesn't explode. Yeah, and they go and down and try to get the ooze into the air system of the you know, um, the big space station place. And Kirk has to have his battle with him yeah. in the zero gravity of the center of this. Such place. a
3: lackluster fight, too.
1: Yeah, there wasn't a lot to it.
3: It just seemed so heavy, like sort of like the Batman Superman fight. Like they mm-hmm. were just. Alert, uh, lunging at each other And it wasn't all that great
1: Yeah
4: I honestly thought that they could have Scrapped the the ridiculous Fight sequence and that was just once again That's Justin Lin trying to extend You know the realm of gravity Like reach beyond and stretch it Just a little more so like the whole Gravitational pole flying through the air On this within you know the thing And then the few punches they did Exchange and then a lot of pushing And shoving um, they could have really just cut that scene out completely and done something a little more grounded and I think it would have played better, if that makes sense.
1: No, I think you're right. I, I would have the only thing I would have missed is I liked the using the broken glass to be aware of the gravitational streams. Yeah. And I thought it was that, that was kind of cool.
4: Yeah. Nod so, to his figuring things
1: out. Yeah. yeah it was a great mechanic. Absolutely. And then after that, you know, everybody's saved, and we kind of go on with our day. They get the new Enterprise, which mm-hmm. looks cool. Yeah. The new Enterprise does look really good.
4: Can I make a, a complaint here? <laughs>
1: That's what no, we're here for. No, we don't do complaints on this <laughs> Dude, podcast.
4: seriously, how many times can you completely blow up the Enterprise? Okay, think about this. Just in mechanics, this this is something that took me out almost as much as that terrible CG scene on the motorcycle. I was thinking about it when the when the saucer was on the planet and it was destroyed and they left with the Franklin. I'm thinking to myself, "Okay, so this is uh, exciting and fun. They're going to take the Franklin back to Starbase and next thing you know in a couple hours they're going to completely build them a new Enterprise because at the end of the movie they have to show them preparing to go do the next thing." And I'm like, and that's going to piss me off. Because if you look at the... They really try to show scale, right? Like, the grandeur of the size of these ships. You have to think there's thousands and thousands of people. So these ships take many, many, many years, even with thousands of robots and everything else, to build. And they built that thing in five minutes. And I'm just (laughs) like, right in front of them. It was a time-lapse though. But they're staring at it the whole time. So I'm like... They're watching a time lapse. Does it make sense? No, they're I, I actually totally watching a time lapse, and it took me out. I'm like, come on, guys, really? So the this massive ship that holds thousands of people and costs quadrillions of dollars, even in you know their time to make, and they're gonna build the whole thing in ten minutes. That's there is a really awesome.
3: there is a really great article online that talks about how much it would cost to build the actual Enterprise. Yeah, and oh, I've a, got to see it's, that. It's a fascinating read, like with all like the. Uh, the actual like stuff and materials and uh yeah, yeah i would definitely check that out it's just a super fun read but i i totally get what you're saying it's it's a continuity continuity issue because they said um after my birthday party we're gonna have to get right back out there but the ship's nowhere near done completion <laughs> so right. you're really not in a hurry because you're probably going to be on knockoff citadel for at least a year for the thing to get built.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And
4: that's, I think, another trope I think that just bothers me, especially with Star Trek movies, is I think that particular one is just way overused. The complete and utter destruction of the Enterprise, so that you have to have a new NCC 170 whatever. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Have the, like, I understand just, it getting severely damaged. Um, that one was 1701A, if I remember correctly, um, from the final parting shot there. Yeah. Um, but it's like I understand it getting catastrophically damaged or, you know, maybe damage it in a way that it wears a little bit of wear. And that gives it some personality that Kirk loves because that fits in with Pine's personality. Perfect. You know, yeah, it's got some scars on it that give it personality from things they've been through. But that, I can't I think it got blown up in all three movies. It's I was going to been destroyed
3: in every single
4: one.
1: I don't know. I, and I'm I mean, just it, like, come on. I, I guess it doesn't. I guess I've never even noticed that. I, you know. There's always a new Batmobile. I just figured there should always be a new Enterprise. <laughs> well, this is this, in this movie.
3: In this movie, it's clear that it's gone. Yeah, like, it's in tr- uh, thousands and thousands yeah. of pieces. Yeah, but uh, and yeah, like I said, the destruction of the Enterprise in the first third of this was my favorite scene in the whole movie, and it was kind of downhill from there.
1: Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. With you know, like you can get those effects right. So how are you missing these little effects with the green screens and the CG and oh. like? I just, I don't understand like how you can do one Did once you guys so well see and...
4: Wolverine
1: when, yeah, it, yeah. when it
4: got leaked? Okay. Did you, did you see it before they fixed it? The original X-Men Origins movie. No, I don't
1: remember that. Okay, so
4: this movie is epic, and it's famous for the fact that it got leaked out onto the internet, and basically almost half the planet had seen it before it even hit theaters. Yeah. And so what happened was when they did release it, they didn't even bother doing a great job with finishing up the effects. So it was almost as terrible in the finished version as the pre the pre-release version that had been leaked out of the editing booth. Right. Huh. Yeah. And so there were all these unfinished effects in it and it looked terrible, but the, the merge, the version that hit the internet long before it launched on in the theaters was so atrocious. And it was a great glimpse into what they do to make a visual effect in a movie, because these effects weren't just like, they were like before they added certain elements. So you got to see like backgrounds that weren't there and things like that. And I'm watching this, and I go, man, that's so terrible. And then I watched this movie, and the Chris Pine scene on the motorcycle when he when it materializes, and I uh. saw that six second stretch, and I'm like, this looks exactly like they literally were like, we just don't have the time. We've got to get this out. This scene, don't bother finishing it. It wasn't just like a bad pract- or bad visual effect. It was a atrocious visual effect that completely sucked you out of what was going on. And that was supposed to be sort of a ramping up moment There, mm-hmm. you know, that was like this great thing, just like the car scene in the original movie. He's going to hop on this motorcycle and he's going to go old school. They're going to rock some Beastie Boys music, you know, and they're going to take this up to the next level. And what it did was take me completely out of the experience and go, wow, that's a crappy visual effect right in the middle of this great moment. And I you also know?
1: think uh, I also think you're right, Andrew, I think you mentioned this during the podcast proper as well and i hadn't thought about it but i think you're right uh of course. In just the hinges of course you are uh <laughs> of is course you are. is just the forced nature of even having that motorcycle in the movie just like yeah. you know yeah. just uh the idea of oh there happens to be a motorcycle on this old ship you know just to get to the you know the idea of being able to drive it around was there anything else you guys wanted to mention i can think of one more thing on that um that we didn't mention that was like huge controversy before the movie, and it's like nothing in the movie. Oh, uh, uh, Sulu! Sulu being a homosexual—it was like
3: 0.5 seconds of him
1: putting his arm around his husband. Yeah, like, oh I, my it's lord! Just like, yeah, what? Like <laughs> this is what everybody's like talking Offended about. By? Yeah, this is. I, yeah. Um, I just I was I was expecting this huge a thing. kiss or yeah. you know so,
3: like a I, pat just, on the back's all we got and. <laughs> It yeah. was really strange. Yeah, I, I, I was figured, really blown away
4: I figured it would be like some half nude scene or he gets <laughs> called, you know, to his, and he comes or even out closeless like, and you can see yeah, the background, Yeah, they're waking up you know? together
1: or something, Yeah, you know, something like that. No. Or...
4: He showed a perfectly normal uh, moment of human affection, which was a simple hug and an arm around and like andrew said it was maybe a second and a half glimpse and then it went on with other stuff it was just enough for for pine to kind of soak in the moment of how glad he was that he got these people back a break well, from the norm you know and let me say and this then,
1: i i think that's i i don't think there's anything wrong with the way they handled it i thought that was perfect i didn't you know no, the, i, I just it was elegant the, i just think the controversy the the controversy is what's crazy to me i just
3: Exactly. It's probably just a marketing scheme, just to get people, you know, the controversy,
1: get people talking about it, I don't and know. then that's all there was. then that's all she wrote. Well, guys, if you guys don't have anything else, I think we'll wrap up uh, spoilers on Star Trek Beyond. I think I'm good. Uh, one last thing. What? What? Uh, why Beyond? What is the Beyond? Oh yeah, they're,
4: that. So the they're only, going I Beyond
1: Uncharted. They're
3: going Beyond. What is that going to say?
1: Isn't that what they always do? I mean, isn't that the whole point? Every of they- single <laughs> time.
3: Yes.
4: <laughs> So it should have been Star Trek to where we usually go.
3: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) to go boldly where no one has gone before. That's the whole idea.
4: That's the motto.
1: Uh, They should have called it, like, I mean, with all the Unity To boldly do what
4: we usually do. They
1: should have called it, like, Star Trek. um, Teamwork makes the the dream work, you know, or something like that. I'd be curious. Star Trek,
4: the (laughs) huge.
1: I know it's impossible, but I'd be
3: curious to show Gene Roddenberry this new trilogy and to see what he'd think of them
1: yeah i'd be interested well uh, he's he's not around so nah, he's, okay. he's pretty dead all right okay i just wanted to make sure well thanks guys i appreciate uh, appreciate your time yeah. and uh, and as always your commentary it's it's good stuff yeah i just realized sean couldn't see my double thumbs up yeah
0: no sir i cannot <laughs>